And just want to take a second and thank Policy Genius. They're supporting today's episode of Success Story. I know we all have kids. We all have families we want to take care of. And I personally check something off major on my to-do list, life insurance. It's a tough topic. It's really hard to think about, but it's so important. And the hard part was sorting through all the options. Luckily, I found Policy Genius. Policy Genius is an online insurance marketplace that makes getting life insurance surprisingly easy. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for a million dollars of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Now, knowing my family's protected brings me incredible peace of mind. Don't put off this important decision. Check life insurance off your to-do list in no time with Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. Welcome to the Success Story Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Clary. On this podcast, I have candid interviews with execs, celebrities, politicians, and other notable figures, all who have achieved success through both wins and losses, to learn more about their life, their ideas, and their insights. I sit down with leaders and mentors and unpack their story to help pass those lessons on to others through both experiences and tactical strategy for business professionals, entrepreneurs, and everyone in between. Without further ado, another episode of the Success Story Podcast. All right, thanks again for joining me today. I am sitting down with Carrie Murray, who is the founder of BRA, Business Relationship Alliance. And it's a network of powerful women devoted to advancing female-owned businesses by providing the community, collaboration, mentorship, empowerment, and support needed to flourish as an entrepreneur. So Carrie, um, thank you for sitting down. I really, really appreciate you taking the time. Walk me through your career, your past. How did you get to what you're doing now? Well, um, if you would have asked 12-year-old Carrie what did she wanted to be when she grew up, she would have said an astronaut. Um, she would have never said, I'm going to own a network for, that supports and lifts female entrepreneurs. Um, it, how I began in this journey, it really came out of failure. Um, when I started my career, I was in social work. I worked with the San Francisco District Attorney's Office in the Domestic Violence Division as a court advocate. Couldn't really swallow that for more than about two years. Pretty dark um, yes, and abysmal. Uh, very hard work. So I give tons of respect to anybody who works in social work out there. Um, so I pivoted and went into education. Uh, moved to LA to get my master's degree. Started teaching in public school, uh, middle school science and math um, for about 14 years and then made the leap into administration, became a principal, uh, realized, wow, there's a lot of bureaucracy in education, especially in the second largest school district in the nation, being Los Angeles. Um, it was really far from the kids, and there was a certain population of students that I just felt were being marginalized, and their needs weren't really being met, and those are twice exceptional kids. So these are kids who are highly, highly gifted, but also, have special needs. Maybe they fall on the autism spectrum. Maybe there's Down syndrome. It could be ADD. They're, they're put in this kind of pot and hopefully they'll get a great education. Well, I couldn't handle the disparity. So I thought I'll open my own school having no idea how to run a business. Um, I knew everything about running a school. I hired a teacher. I had an administrator. I had parents flocking to me. Um, to want to enroll. I started with a kindergarten class and was going to build every year after that. 
Um, the curriculum was amazing. The test scores were off the chart. But what I wasn't doing is I didn't know how to market myself. I didn't know how to do QuickBooks. I never had to do payroll before. Um, and I could see I was in the red more than I ever was going to get into the black. Also, schools are one of the hardest things to invest in um, because the parents leave. They, they don't stay there forever. They eventually age out. So um, after about three years of continually getting more and more in debt um, and everyone telling me what an amazing job I'm doing. But when I look at my numbers, I'm like, how I'm doing such an amazing job, but I'm not making any money and I'm getting deeper and deeper in debt. Um, I decided to sell it off. So what was left of the value of the school was acquired by another school. They took the students, the teachers and everything. Also, it was a brick and mortar. That's another thing. Your first run, try to avoid a brick and mortar if you can. It's expensive. Um, yes, it's very expensive. Insurance, all the things I didn't really know. I didn't know how to build a website. I didn't know how to market myself. Um, I just wanted to be with the kids. So in that time, I was surrounded by a lot of other female entrepreneurs feeling isolated, feeling like they had no community. So we would attend networking groups and it was very all sales and like, here's my card and what do you can, what can you do for me? And um, very male dominated white older men that I felt like I was with my dad and like all of his friends. Um, and I thought there has to be a better way to network um, because anytime I would talk to someone, they would hear what I did and they were like, nope, I'm not going to make any money business from you. I'm out. Um, if there was no camaraderie, there was no, you know, kind of community and like, let's, mm -hmm. you know, kind of talk about things and how we're approaching our marketing. So instead, I had a dinner party with my four or five friends who were entrepreneurs. There was an architect, a photographer, an interior designer, and an event planner. And we all got together and we just started really talking about marketing strategies. How do we, what should we put our first capital investment dollars into? You know, where are we going to put our money in, and where's the biggest return in our investment? Then it kind of grew from there. They kept saying, can I bring my friend who's an interior designer? Can I bring my friend who's a hairstylist? And then there were 12 of us. And then after about six months, I, in my backyard, I had over 20 women who were networking. But not only that, they were hiring each other. So the event coordinator is now hiring the florist. And the architect is now working with the interior designer. And I, and I saw something there. I saw something that not only were we seeking community and education and inspiration, but we were actually making money. And we were keeping the money flowing between us. So I was like, well, this, my school has ended. I can build a network and I can talk about my failures and how that led me to build a, now another brand five years later with the Bra Network. And I wanted to name it something that we all have in common. Uh, whether women wear a bra or not, uh, they all have an experience at some time in their life with a bra. Um, so that's kind of how it founded. And now I'm... Five years later, in still in Los Angeles, I have members all over the country. I have one member in Africa who works hmm. on safari tours in Uganda. Um, and we are primarily in Los Angeles. I have over 300 members here in the greater Los Angeles area. But w with that came a, a huge online component. This was right when you know Facebook groups were starting and Instagram was still very new. So we were all kind of learning all of this at the same time. Um, so it was already built. So when the COVID happened and everyone was scrambling and pivoting and like, I got a panic pivot. What am I going to do now? I actually already had online offerings in place. So it was just kind of like full steam ahead, but it was also 
a great model for my members to be like, well, how can I now be more relevant online? How can I continue to flourish in my business, but do it in a different way without, you know, now all of a sudden I'm, you know, a software engineer and I was once, you know, a florist. So uh, it's been a great journey. And um, I really learned a lot from my failure of the school, especially taking micro steps as opposed to just jumping in the deep end and being like, okay, I'm building a school. Instead, I took very, you know, cautious, intentional steps to building my second business. I, I, I love this story and it makes a lot of sense. And I, I, you didn't say it so explicitly, but what you mentioned about building out your own school, your own education, some of the financial constraints of, you know, going into brick and mortar, you're still in education. You're still in, you're still in, you're still in like that brokering of knowledge and bringing people together and building community. You're just doing it now online and not for kids. Now you're doing it for adults. So you still are, you know, you're tied right into your passion. Yeah, so true. And some of the uh, more emotional, you know, like breakdown moments that the women experience, I'm like, oh, I'm back into social work. So <laughs> that's, it all that's comes true. Yeah. full circle. So, uh, you know, if Elon Musk wants another astronaut, I might be available. So I can do all the things I've always wanted to do. So what is what is Broad do now for women? So say I have a, a company, I'm trying to start my own business. Um, I reach out to yourself or somebody who's who's helping manage bra. What can I expect that you can do for somebody? Uh, well, the first thing you can expect is a, a platform to, that really puts a spotlight on your business. Because we have a directory that's available to everyone, it's public, um, it, each member gets their own spot in the directory. So we showcase, you know, each individual member with their own page, has their testimonials, all their reach out. So they don't actually have to go through me. They can immediately reach out to this, whoever they need to hire. So that's the biggest thing is a part of our directory. And when I look at my SEO on the back end of my Google Analytics, I can see most people spend the most time on the directory page and my about page when they're looking on the website. So mm -hmm. that's the biggest thing is exposure. The second thing is definitely community. Um, you're in a safe, vulnerable place to talk about successes as well as seek out wisdom. We do that through our Wednesday meetup, which is Wisdom Wednesday, which always happened online. So that's, you know, just it was a natural transition. Um, and the next thing is that although we are your community, you could actually potentially meet your next client because we make the commitment to hire within our network first. Mm -hmm. So whether you're needing a coach, um, a dog walker, a hairstylist or a therapist, a lawyer, we look within our network first. Uh, we do have community first before clients, but as long as we can keep the money flowing between us, I really feel we can change what the global economy looks like and the woman's place in it. And, and let me understand something. So I, when I was thinking like startup environment, startup community, I immediately think of like a Y Combinator where they provide like almost like an incubation period and they bring in like marketing resources and finance resources, and they bring in perhaps maybe some hiring and recruiting, and then eventually uh, they'll help somebody perhaps find an investor to, to take their business to the next level. Do you offer those types of like tactical business resources plus potentially scalable, or is it more just uh, like a knowledge sharing and it's for SMBs or smaller, like, like sole proprietorships that they want to stay at a certain level. They just want to grow what they already have. Like what's right. your sort of your target customer? It's a little, it's actually a little bit of both. So okay. Uh, we do have a set of courses or a corset. See, it's punny. 
the brand is very tiny. I got it. I got it. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you can pinch up your business attending these courses. And the courses cover everything uh, from social media marketing to financial planning to bookkeeping to hiring practices. Honestly, the biggest question I think women come in with is like, should I be S Corp, C Corp, mm -hmm. LLC? So we have a legal advice that comes in and then we kind of prep them and get them kind of to launch them into then pitching to any kind of investors, you know, angel funding, anything like that. So we do have a, a kind of set of courses that is, is self-paced, but they are able to pick the brain of an expert. And those experts are actually in the Braun network as well. Okay, so gotcha. I kind of leverage my more advanced members to be the leaders and then the more emerging entrepreneur learns from them. So we really try to empower the women within it. And if it's some, an area we don't know, we'll look, we'll find them. We'll find answers to anything. And then by the end, practice pitching, practice, you know, what's it mean to sit in front of something like a shark tank? Mm -hmm. um, the conference I was launching this year had a shark tank kind of uh, aspect to it. Uh, we had some investors coming in with VC funding. But alas, um, it was canceled because of COVID. Because of COVID, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. unfortunate. Well, now we can do virtual, or maybe, maybe yeah. just hopefully we're trying wait till, to. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and what is I guess what is the you know you work with all these entrepreneurs. What are the main issues that you find people having with their business? What do they what do they lack? Um, uh, I guess confidence in executing when they take a, a new business to market. Oh, I, I think. I don't know if this is true for men as well, but I think the number one thing after women get past all of the branding, which is the fun part, right? Mm -hmm. The colors and the fonts and my website and here's my product is imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. um, their self-confidence uh, is probably their biggest hurdle. If, and I usually see it in three areas. You know, it's perfectionism. Um, they just can't release it. They, they have to keep retooling and retweaking even something that already has performed really well. The other one is self-sabotage. They purposely put hurdles in front of themselves. They, they purposely overschedule themselves. And the last one is procrastination. They don't think they're valued. They don't think what they're doing is going to be worth what they do. And then when they finally release this product or they launch something, if they procrastinated long enough, the positive feedback, they think like, oh, they're just, they're just BSing me. They're, I, I did this at the last minute. What if? And then they feel guilt as opposed to relief. I did a great job on that. Instead, they feel guilty. I could have done better in that. So if women can get past those three areas, self-sabotage, procrastination, and perfection, once I get them past that, they're, they're ready and willing to learn. But I mean, I have women that have been in entrepreneurship for 25 years and still deal with a little bit of imposter syndrome as well as my emerging entrepreneurs who are in their late 20s, early 30s, who have the exact same experience. So it's getting past that is really, I feel, the first hurdle any entrepreneur deals with in any level of business acquisition. Do you think, do you have any tips for how to get past those hurdles? Because those are very real hurdles. And I don't know, you know, I'm sure there's stats and data points that you can probably find that speak to the amount of women that suffer from this in comparison and contrast to men. And I'm sure some men suffer from this as well, but regardless of the, the, I'm sure that, you know, this is a huge, like you mentioned, a huge major um, pain point for entrepreneurs. So how do you get past it? Right. Uh, community and honestly, a mentor. Mm -hmm. I think we, when we're in high school and college, we always have that teacher, that mentor that we're paired with. 
And then we jump into entrepreneurship and we're like, okay, where, where do I go? Where's that boss that's telling me I'm doing a good job? As much as we don't want the boss to tell us what time to be at work, what, what our output needs to be, we still want that boss to say, you're doing a good job. You're on the right path. Or you might want to tweak this. You might want to look at it this from this perspective. So I highly recommend seeking out a mentor, a coach that's obviously well vetted and has great testimonials. Yeah. And we do have mentors in bra um, and it's part of our community. There's no extra fee for it. There's no, you know, a, if for a hundred dollars add on, you can get this. Um, <laughs> it's very much part of our community. And that really comes out in our Wisdom Wednesday. We position members to be the experts and we talk about imposter syndrome constantly. We blog about it, but we also call each other out on it. We'll say something like, that's your perfectionist talking. Just release it. It's progress over perfection. I can't tell you how many times I say that to women. Mm -hmm. Just release it. It's good enough. Some, some person's good enough is some person's 100%. So it's like, just get out there. But mentorship is by far the best way. And honestly, reading. A lot yeah. of great books about imposter syndrome. Do you have do you have a recommendation for um, what makes a good mentor or what people should look for in a, Ooh, in a good mentor? A good listener, someone who's not waiting to talk, um, but is listening to you. Uh, a great mentor hears what you're saying and reinterprets it with guidance and instruction. You know, it's like a teacher. I don't want to do it for you, but I want to show you how to do it. I want to model it to you. So a mentor needs to be a great person who can model the way to handle um, any kind of behaviors. Like um, when we're first starting out, we have we get our email list and we get our first unsubscribe. I mean, I remember being devastated by the first person who unsubscribed from my email list. I worked so hard on those emails, but now I'm like, okay, bye. I've, I, don't, I don't, if I'm not your jam, that's cool. I got more women in the queue, um, but it's, you gotta get a little tough skin and a mentor can help model how to do that. And another thing I, I was, I was looking at some of the main points, like on your, on your website, you mentioned social impact. What is, what does that mean? Is that the big, big word, big yeah. concept? So what does social impact mean for, for yourself and bra? I think it goes back to me being social work. So I've always feel, felt to be in a place to serve and a social impact strategy is basically some form of element that's weaved into your business. That is social justice, some kind of partnering with a nonprofit. Maybe it's a fundraiser. Um, looking into your local community of like, what is going on? How can we give back? Um, so for me, em embedding a social impact strategy was really, really easy. I partnered with an uh, organization called Dress for Success, which is a national organization that helps women who are leaving homelessness and moving back into the workforce with education, training, clothing, uh, resume writing, interview skills. And I partnered with them from the beginning. And my members and myself would go in and be the teachers for their clients. And then we would bring the, their clients to our meetings so they could see where their evolution could be. Um, and then we had annual fundraisers where we would do clothing drives, raise money for them. Um, I've also partnered with, um, most recently because of Pride Month, the National Queer Therapist Network. And we did a virtual networking event where instead of paying a fee to enter the networking event, to get the swag bag that nobody uses, we donated it to this network. Um, that's one great thing about virtual. No more swag. <laughs> it's true. I, you know, I'm, I'm now I have to go buy pens, but besides right. that, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but social impact has always been something I've been very passionate about. Um, and I wanted to make sure that bra has 
an element and everything that we do that gives back. And now, now like sort of the whole business landscape has changed. You mentioned that bra is more or less already acclimated to that because you're online. But that being said, where do you go from here in terms of your business and, and where you want to take bra and next steps for what you want to accomplish? I just want to take a moment to pause and thank the sponsor of today's episode, Canva. Very excited when Canva approached me because I've been using Canva for all my graphic design needs for years um, and they have never sponsored me before. So I'm very excited to champion a brand that I personally believe in, support, and I use. Now, if you don't know what Canva is, Canva is the online platform that makes graphic design, designing anything really easy for you and your team. Uh, they have preloaded templates, all professionally made, all very high quality. If you have an idea and you do not know how to bring it to life uh, on your social media, on your website, in your marketing collateral, this is one of the hardest things for an entrepreneur to do. Canva Pro makes this so simple. You do not have to be a designer. You do not have to be uh, an artist, anything like that. It is a tool that allows you to create beautiful pieces of content and work with a drag and drop editor. It's simple for anybody to use. You can collaborate with teams, no experience necessary. This is what you use to make stunning social media posts, marketing material. It has. I know a lot of entrepreneurs listen to this show and NetSuite has been a huge supporter for entrepreneurs, for business owners, because there's one thing that we all know. Business is about making money and it's about your bottom line. And the less you spend on the nuts and bolts of running your business, the more profits you keep. But these days, everything is costing more. Supplies, people, shipping. It squeezes your margins. And I've been there juggling multiple systems for finance, inventory, you name it each with its own costs and its own set of headaches. That's why I made the switch to NetSuite by Oracle. It's changed our company. Think about it. NetSuite is one of the top financial systems out there. It puts your whole business on one platform, accounting, finance, the works, one data source for everyone. There's no more mismatched info. And because it's in the cloud, it slashes your IT costs. No more servers, no more updates. Just access NetSuite from anywhere. With one integrated suite, your overhead drops big time. And here's the real win. Efficiency. Everything's connected in NetSuite. Costs are ridiculous lately. Find a proven way to reduce your expenses and get better performance out of your team. It's a no-brainer, and that's what NetSuite offers. Over 37,000 companies have figured this out already. You have to join them. Right now, through to April 15th, NetSuite's got an incredible, flexible financing plan. Check it out and see the savings yourself at netsuite.com slash scottclary. That's netsuite.com slash scottclary. Hiring as a small business owner is a major pain. That's why LinkedIn is supporting today's episode. You need people with the right skills and experience, but finding them can take forever. It is incredibly frustrating to keep seeing candidates who just aren't a good fit, and that's why LinkedIn Jobs has been a game changer. Let me tell you a little story. We needed to hire a graphic designer, somebody with specific tech and software knowledge and the ability to truly understand our brand. And I started with all the usual job boards, and it's the same old story. Tons of irrelevant applications. No one's really matching my needs. I tried LinkedIn Jobs, and the quality of candidates was just on another level. People with impressive portfolios, relevant expertise. I finally felt like I was interviewing the right people. That's truly the power of LinkedIn's massive professional network. You're tapping into this huge pool of talent you simply wouldn't find on other sites. It's about finding those niche candidates you actually need. And with the right people in front of you, hiring becomes a breeze. Did you know that 86% of small businesses find a qualified candidate 
on LinkedIn jobs within 24 hours. That is how well their system works. Honestly, do yourself a favor and try LinkedIn jobs next time you're hiring. You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash excellence. That's linkedin.com slash excellence. Terms and conditions apply, but it's definitely worth trying out. I don't know about you, but the idea of being harassed, scammed, or even worse, all because somebody found my personal information online, that's terrifying. Our political opinions, our addresses, even stuff about our families, it's out there for anyone to grab. And did you know that data brokers are allowed to sell information on over 98% of Americans? It's scary stuff. That's why I've partnered with Delete Me. I personally use Delete Me. They're a big friend of the podcast because I put myself out there online. So safety is a huge concern. It's really scary how easy it is to find someone's details and information. But Delete Me creates a layer of protection that we all need. You tell Delete Me what you want gone and they make it disappear from those sketchy data broker sites. And Delete Me doesn't stop. They constantly monitor the web to keep your information off those lists. It's like having a privacy watchdog that never sleeps. You need to take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me. They're giving a special discount for all Success Story podcast listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeletemecom slash success and use promo code success at checkout. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash success and enter code success at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E.com slash success. Hey everyone, I just want to take a second and thank the sponsor of today's episode, Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond Bourbon. Now I don't have a lot of liquor sponsors on this show. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is actually one of my favorites. I've drank it for a few years now, and this is why we actually decided to work together. Heaven Hill Distillery, family-owned since 1935, is a great entrepreneur story, too. So there's five brothers. They filled their first whiskey barrels back in 1935, and their legacy still lives on today. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is aged over seven years. That's three more than required by the Bottled and Bond Act of 1897. This means the best quality, the best purity, and the best consistency. This is not just average bourbon. It's the winner of the double gold medals at multiple 2023 World Spirits competitions, and they've won the very prestigious Triple Still Award. It's a very big deal in the liquor and bourbon world. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond boasts an exceptionally smooth oak flavor, while its aroma offers a sweet blend of caramel and smooth vanilla. If you love bourbon, you need to try Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond. Available nationally, look for a bottle at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Think back to your last few days in the office. Did any of them leave you feeling really accomplished? Not the kind of day where you're running around like crazy, but where you've made real progress on something that matters. Because being busy doesn't always mean being productive. And I bet you we've all been there. And maybe it's time to rethink what it means to get things done. Today's episode is sponsored by Belay, and what they help you do is, instead of getting sucked into emails and to-do lists, they help you delegate tasks and focus on big goals. They can connect you with top-notch U.S.-based talent who are ready to take on those time-consuming tasks that bog you down. Let's be real. There are way more important things you could be doing than bookkeeping or wrangling a packed inbox. They have virtual assistants to handle all of those pesky administrative tasks or accounting professionals to take care of all your financials. But here's the best best part. You don't have to waste weeks searching for the right person. Belay's personalized matching service works quickly, sometimes matching you with the right talent to take stuff off your plate in under a week. Are you ready to try a different way of working? Check out Belay's list of the top 25 things you can delegate to a virtual assistant. It might just change your business and your life. Text 
success, that's S-U-C-C-E-S-S, to 55123 to get the list and to start transforming your to-do list with Belay. It's video components. Honestly, with Canva Pro, it takes the headache out of creating design. Canva Pro includes 75 million premium ingredients, including premium stock photos that you usually have to pay hundreds of dollars for, illustrations, videos, audio, anything you can need to literally design anything it has in one spot, in one app. It truly democratizes design. Now, why I'm so excited about this sponsorship is that they gave me a unique code for everybody who's listening to use. So if you want to test out Canva, if you want to test out all of the incredible features for design, remember I said images, audio, video, they have ability to include team features, brand kits, background removers, uh, resizing different objects with the click of a button. All of it is seamless, super user-friendly, extremely intuitive. If you want to start using it today, go to canva.me backslash Scott. They're giving everybody who's listening a special deal, 45 days free pro Canva. You cannot get this deal by going on their website. So go to canva.me backslash Scott. You will get a Canva Pro account for 45 days. You can try out as many features as you want. You can make a ton of content. Canva dot me backslash scott see why design is no longer scary you will never look at design the same way again after you try it trust me on this one canva dot me backslash scott oh uh easily world domination (laughs) that's an easy answer (laughs) (laughs) right i mean obviously that's the natural evolution um i think from here i need to be uh, my word of the year was amplify and I thought it was to amplify the message of bra but i realized that word actually means amplifying the voices of the women within the network and have them advocating for not only the other women, but for myself. So from here, I would love to, again, increase my visibility and expand my reach to other women entrepreneurs um, that are out there feeling kind of lost and without community. Because like a few years ago, when the whole boss, babe, girl, leader, power, you know, movement kind of started, We had all these shiny Instagram handles and it was like at Boss Babes Club. And I think those are great communities, but they're not really built on a foundation of building a business. They're built on building you up and making you feel confident. But as we've kind of turned into this online platform, they don't really have much more they can offer other than encouragement and great Instagram feed, right? So instead, I want to be different in the fact that I'm adding substance. I'm adding value in the sense that you're going to be educated or inspired or find your new clients. And a lot of businesses that were not online before, particularly my members who were brick and mortar, they really struggled at the beginning of this. So we did the best that we could to figure out, do you apply for the PPP? And do you apply for the Care Stimulus Act? Do you, you know, how can we get unemployment? And we did a lot of education behind that leading up to where we are now and helping women understand Zoom. How do I build an online course? Do I want an online course with just me or do I want it to be pre-recorded? So it was a lot of education that started at the beginning of this. And you find that that sort of helped um, build out the brand and make, and, and make people a little bit more comfortable, um, that Absolutely. education piece? Absolutely. Um, it, honestly, it's the technology. I think a lot of women kind of hold back on. They, again, they like the pretty, what looks pretty and they have this great product and great service, but they don't know how to utilize so many different social media platforms 
the back end of their website to generate mm -hmm. higher SEO. Um, so it's learning and kind of advocating for yourself saying, I don't know how to do this, but I'm ready to learn. And that's what I kind of push them all towards. Uh, uh, again, back to education. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, no, that's, see, that's, I think that, I think that your, your past and like your, what you're comfortable with is sort of inadvertently led to your success, because I do feel like the, the way to bring people up to the speed when you're either coaching them within a role as an entrepreneur or helping them become a successful entrepreneur, or even just bringing a product to market, and you're trying to sort of tap into your customer base, and you want the customer to feel some sort of connection with your brand, it's all about education, right? It's always about educating people. That's how you bring, that's how you build that level of trust that I think is important in any sort of interaction or relation. It's always about education. Um, and I think you just sort of tapped into it. I don't know if it was done purposefully, but it worked, right? Like it, that's, that's yeah, why it, it's so it, successful. I agree. And I think what, uh, to take it one step further is we can learn and learn and learn and be just voracious with everything we consume, but we actually have to apply it. Mm -hmm. Now that we've read all the books and did all the journaling and took all the courses, you know, it's kind of like you're chewing on something for a long time when well, we actually need to swallow it and apply it, which is what I really push. And again, the imposter syndrome might get in the way for some we re women. And yeah. I have to say, oh, wait, you're going to swallow that and you're just going to do it. And I'm going to push you off the ledge because you have to trust in your knowledge. And they don't. We just we'll just keep. Oh, I don't know that. Let me take another course. No, do it. Let's do it. Get out there. Um, I have a couple of questions just about, about your experience, but before I go into to that line, um, I just wanted to ask, is there anything that I don't know enough about uh, bra that I should have asked that you wanted to speak about? Wow, that's a really good question. I've been on many podcasts. Nobody's ever asked me that before. Um, well, I do have a podcast myself um, and it's called Carried Away and it features women within bra. It's a quick little 30 minute podcast and we get carried away because my name's Carrie. Uh, about I like the puns. I feel yeah, the puns. Right? Yeah. There's so many, there's so many. Um, and the, I guess the other thing is there are different types of membership within bra. So if you are a established entrepreneur, you're looking for community or you're looking to support other women, you clearly don't need as much support. So your membership would be a strapless bra, right? Doesn't need as much support. But if you are an emerging <laughs> entrepreneur, you need more education, you're going to need a bra that's full coverage. So that's the full coverage membership level. And they the also puns are real. The puns are real. <laughs> it's clever, but I still need to be clear <laughs> with what I'm doing. But yeah, probably those two things, types of membership and the podcast. Very good. Um, okay, so I do have, I have more questions just for you and, and yourself as an entrepreneur. So just start off with some business and some more like personal insight life lessons. Um, what's the biggest challenge that you've experienced as an entrepreneur? The biggest challenge? Mm -hmm. Ooh, probably managing multiple social media platforms at the same time. Mm -hmm. So managing my marketing on LinkedIn, my marketing on Instagram, my marketing in Facebook, but also communicating to my community in a mighty network or on a Slack channel. So managing all of those voices has been extremely difficult. But luckily... I hired help. <laughs> um, I think the idea of being a solopreneur is can only take you so far. I mean, I never considered myself a solopreneur because I didn't install the Wi-Fi I'm using. I mean, he's on my team. I didn't, I hired my nanny. She's on my team. Like I've never considered myself a solopreneur. Um, so I think scaling and when it comes to, when you get to a point, you're going to have to hire help and scale. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that was the big, is hiring help was a huge benefit and i think it's i think it's smart i think it's a smart point to highlight because i think a lot of people try and be solopreneurs for far too long 
Yep. If you well, do you have can't. To, yeah. You can't grow. You, you can't, can't scale. You can't. You can't scale yourself mm-hmm. infinitely, right? You gotta. No. There's got to be a point. Um, yeah. If you want to make a, a you know enough revenue, you're going mm-hmm. to have to hire help, and that's scary when you hire that first employee. But I'll tell you what, you'll never work harder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. that's a good point. Um, if you were going to invest in one area of marketing for your business right now, where do you think the best opportunity to grow it? Oh, probably uh, building online courses. I mean, that's a huge multi-million dollar industry right now. And there are so many people doing it really, really well. Um, And I've dipped my toe into the online course, but that is a passive income stream that is can pay you while you're sleeping. Um, And building something that's automated, that already has your email funnels, and people are just coming into your funnel while you're sleeping. And then you wake up and you're like, oh, five people bought my course. You only have to build it once and you could sell it multiple times. But passive income streams is what I'm definitely going to be focusing on coming at this next Q4. Good answer as well. Um, and, and what's the biggest? Okay, so this is a, over the course of your entire entrepreneur uh, career, uh, what's the biggest failure you've had that you've had to recover from? And how um, did you hiring, do that? Yeah, hiring people that had the same strengths as myself. Hmm. So when I built my school, everyone I hired, you know, we did the Myers-Briggs, we took all the personality tests, we all had the exact same strengths and the exact same weaknesses. So I needed to diversify the people I surrounded myself with when I built bra, because I needed to be challenged. And I needed people not to just say, yes, that's a good idea. Because when I built my school, we all were just thinking we're brilliant, because we all had the same exact personality strengths. So that's the biggest thing is you have to align yourself with people who are going to challenge you, but also have different strengths than you that look at things differently. Um, And there's going to be more innovation and honestly, ideation that comes out of that. We can't just have surround ourselves with yes people. What's what's uh, the biggest area or major topic that you're curious about right now as an entrepreneur that you're learning more about that you think other people should also sort of learn more about? Oh, probably inclusivity, making sure that um, our branding messaging talks about anti-racism, making sure what we're putting out is culturally sensitive. Um, I mean, I'm a white affluent woman. I have more privilege than anyone talking about that and not being silenced around the topic. I think silence is definitely deafening and speaks more than maybe tripping over your tongue and not knowing how to correctly say Mm -hmm. something. But Bra is very diverse. It's not a homogenized group. So I needed to make sure um, that I was still supporting the women of color and including the black women in bra. Um, And I've learned a lot through the Black Lives Matter movement. And I continue to learn. And I honestly tell any of the women in network, please hold me accountable. Don't tell me, oh, it's Carrie. She's nice. She doesn't know what she's saying. I would prefer them to say that actually isn't culturally sensitive. Mm -hmm. Or you might want to think about your wording around that. That to me is what I'm hyper-focused on right now. Um, What advice would you give someone who's looking to become an entrepreneur? I think the first thing is they have to know what problem they're solving. So the first thing, if you want to be an entrepreneur, it's sexy, right? You're going to make your own income. You can work from home. You can, um, you have this great idea, but if you don't have a problem you're solving, you really don't have a business yet. So once you identify that, you can build from there. 
and then also find everyone who's already doing it. Because I guarantee you, it is very rare to have an original idea and somebody else is already doing it and that's okay. There are hundreds of women networking groups and I follow them all because I wanna see what they're doing and I wanna see how I'm doing it differently. Um, but yes, find your competitors, figure out what problem you're solving. And also a piece of advice that you would tell uh, your younger self. Oh gosh, probably <laughs> not to take <laughs> probably um, to align myself with someone who would challenge me um, and not necessarily always agree with me. I, I needed to have a little bit more, not conflict necessarily, but I needed a different perspective when I first started. So if I could talk to younger Carrie, who's now not gonna be an astronaut, I would tell her, <laughs> you need to befriend someone who's not only going to challenge you, but also support you. Um, what is, what is, uh, what is, uh, actually I want I already kind of asked that one, so I'm gonna strike that one off. What is uh, the best day of your life as an entrepreneur or not even as an entrepreneur and also the worst day of your life and why? I think that's a great question. My best day is payday. And when I get paid with testimonials, I feel like the wealthiest person in the room. When I get paid with someone being referred to Bra Network, I, it, it feeds me so much. So when I wake up and have an email introduction, hey, this is Sharon. She's a you know, a yoga instructor, you have to meet Carrie Murray. She has this wonderful network. That, that to me is the best payday. And of course, getting paid. <laughs> um, what was the second part? Oh, no, it was, it was the best day and then the worst day of your life and why? Uh, the worst day is when I don't feel I've showed up uh, for, for my network. And I know that's partly in my head um, because I get a lot of feedback from people that I am producing almost too much content that is almost hard to swallow it all that I need to slow down. But I think um, not, oh gosh, it would, it would kill me to know that I didn't support someone or they didn't feel supported in our network. It would be hard for me to not take that personally because I work so hard at it. But I get yeah, it. No. I know I'm not, the, you know, you have to be cheeky to understand a brand like Bra Network. I get I'm not everyone's cup of tea and I'm okay with that. I think that's actually, I think that's also a very important point. If you, if you, if you're appealing to everyone, you're not meaningful to anyone, right? And it's been said a million different ways, but like that's a, the sort of the message. Um, and I, I like, I think it's, I think it's good. I think it's, I think it's fun. And I think, I think, listen, there's enough negative in the world that we can't get mad about the the bra puns with an entrepreneur <laughs> network. There's too much bad going on to get upset about that. People always find a way to get upset. So I, I, I agree. <laughs> I'm, I'm, and that's okay. They can stew in the corner and be all upset about my bras, but I don't care. <laughs> um, what's, is there, are there any myths about, uh, entrepreneurship or uh, female entrepreneurship that you'd like to debunk? Um, that a lot of female entrepreneurs aren't on, only on Etsy. Um, we actually have real businesses that uh, meet the needs of real clients. I think a lot of people think when they think of a women-owned business, they have a doily shop on an Etsy or they're selling things on eBay. Um, and I think women think that too. I think they think if I'm not crafting something, if I'm not actually making something with my hands, what could I possibly be doing? Do I, you know, and I'm not a cook at all, but a lot of women think, oh, I'll, I'm just a good cook. I'm not going to go into catering. I'm not going to be a chef when really they could be. Um, so I think that's the biggest thing is assuming women can only do things that kind of come from domestic skills. Um, and that I would love to see more women in tech. Um, and especially in engineering, anything like that. Now, I know those aren't necessarily entrepreneurs, but um, it would be great to have more women in 
any kind of innovation. Just diversify, diversify. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, what's, what's some of the resources that have helped you along the way? Books, people? Podcasts, uh, definitely. Whatever. Yeah. Podcasts. Uh, Amy Porterfield's podcast was a huge help in me uh, understanding market email marketing. Um, definitely. I hired a coach when I was first starting out because I didn't when I had my school um, and she was fantastic and also work helped me work through the imposter syndrome I was feeling because I had just come from this failure and I thought, what am I going to do now? Am I going to go back to teaching? What am I going to do? But I kept having these women saying, you have to build this, build this. Um, and I did, but I hiring a coach and not just throwing spaghetti against the wall was my biggest lesson. And anybody out there, you know, please do some research, get some doubt free downloadables. There's plenty on so many different websites of things to avoid. I mean, you can't go to Pinterest and not get five things you should do before you launch your brand, four ideas that will help you better market, like just be voracious and read it all. Um, and then I uh, just, I think I have two more questions. Okay. So the first one is, uh, what is one way as entrepreneurs and business people that we could make the world a better place? And you kind of touched on it before, I think, but I'm going to leave that. Yeah, no, that's great. I think um, there's a lot of money out there, right? Like we have more billionaires now than we ever have in our history. Um, and when are you ever going to spend that money? Now, as entrepreneurs, our goal is, you know, it'd be nice to be a billionaire, but the odds are not necessarily in our favor. So in order to create something that feels good and that's going to last longer than you, you have to have some kind of social impact. You have to impact your local community, the greater community, because once your business is sold, it, it, you close it, you, you know, end it. I mean, when you're building a business, you have to know there's an end in sight eventually. Um, but your social impact will last forever. That's like legacy. That's where it continues on. Um, and that's really what I think I hope when bra, whatever, however it ends, um, people are going to remember that, oh, they also have this huge impact in their local and greater community. Very good. Um, and last, last question before I get some more uh, socials and website from you. Um, what does success mean to you? Ooh, there's so many different types. Um, I think there's success in love. I think there's success in self-care. I'm not succeeding at that right now, being in quarantine. Every day I wake up thinking I'm going to take that boxing class. Haven't done it yet. Um, but I also think there's success measured in the people you surround yourself with, success in family. Um, so maybe not all of those buckets are filled to the brim at all times, but when your love bucket is filled, you know, tip it into the business bucket. Um, and when the self-care bucket is too low, you know, go to the friendship bucket and fill it up and, you know, find an accountability person. But I think success looks different for, in different ways. Um, right now I feel very successful in love. I feel very successful in um, my family and my friendships. And I feel very successful in business because every day I get new members every day, there's people looking for community. And as, as much as I think the world is small, it's huge. Mm -hmm. um, and as much as I think people can do it better or faster, or shiny or brighter. Nope. I'm okay in my lane and just keeping the course. I'm not going to be the riveter. I'm not going to be girl boss. And I'm okay with that. <laughs> um, and then lastly, the most important, where can listeners connect with you online? Oh, fabulous. Well, on my website is bra-network.com. And then there's Instagram at bra underscore network. And then on LinkedIn, I'm just Carrie Murray. That's all for today. Thanks again for joining me on another episode of the Success Story Podcast. 
You can download or stream this podcast wherever podcasts are available, including iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and many others. You can also watch this podcast on YouTube. If you haven't already, please subscribe and share this podcast with your friends, family, coworkers, and peers. Please leave us a rating on iTunes. It takes about 30 seconds as it allows other people to find our podcast and lets our amazing guests reach even more people with their message. And remember, any rating is fine as long as it contains five stars. I'm Scott Clary from the Success Story Podcast, signing off. I know a lot of entrepreneurs listen to this show and NetSuite has been a huge supporter for entrepreneurs, for business owners, because there's one thing that we all know. Business is about making money and it's about your bottom line. And the less you spend on the nuts and bolts of running your business, the more profits you keep. But these days, everything is costing more. Supplies, people, shipping. It squeezes your margins. And I've been there juggling multiple systems for finance, inventory, you name it, each with its own costs and its own set of headaches. That's why I made the switch to NetSuite by Oracle. It's changed our company. Think about it. NetSuite is one of the top financial systems out there. It puts your whole business on one platform, accounting, finance, the works, one data source for everyone. There's no more mismatched info. And because it's in the cloud, it slashes your IT costs. No more servers, no more updates. Just access NetSuite from anywhere. With one integrated suite, your overhead drops big time. And here's the real win. Efficiency. Everything's connected in NetSuite. Costs are ridiculous lately. Find a proven way to reduce your expenses and get better performance out of your team. It's a no-brainer, and that's what NetSuite offers. Over 37,000 companies have figured this out already. You have to join them. Right now, through to April 15th, NetSuite's got an incredible, flexible financing plan. Check it out and see the savings yourself at netsuite.com slash scottclary. That's netsuite.com slash scottclary. Hiring as a small business owner is a major pain. That's why LinkedIn is supporting today's episode. You need people with the right skills and experience, but finding them can take forever. It is incredibly frustrating to keep seeing candidates who just aren't a good fit, and that's why LinkedIn Jobs has been a game changer. Let me tell you a little story. We needed to hire a graphic designer, somebody with specific tech and software knowledge and the ability to truly understand our brand. And I started with all the usual job boards, and it's the same old story. Tons of irrelevant applications. No one's really matching my needs. I tried LinkedIn Jobs, and the quality of candidates was just on another level. People with impressive portfolios, relevant expertise. I finally felt like I was interviewing the right people. That's truly the power of LinkedIn's massive professional network. You're tapping into this huge pool of talent you simply wouldn't find on other sites. It's about finding those niche candidates you actually need. And with the right people in front of you, hiring becomes a breeze. Did you know that 86% of small businesses find a qualified candidate on LinkedIn Jobs within 24 hours. That is how well their system works. Honestly, do yourself a favor and try LinkedIn Jobs next time you're hiring. You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash excellence. That's linkedin.com slash excellence. Terms and conditions apply, but it's definitely worth trying out. I don't know about you, but the idea of being harassed, scammed, or even worse, all because somebody found my personal information online, that's terrifying. Our political opinions, our addresses, even stuff about our families, it's out there for anyone to grab. And did you know that data brokers are allowed to sell information on over 98% of Americans? It's scary stuff. That's why I've partnered with Delete Me. I personally use Delete Me. They're a big friend of the podcast because I put myself out there online. So safety is a huge concern. 
it's really scary how easy it is to find someone's details and information, but Delete Me creates a layer of protection that we all need. You tell Delete Me what you want gone and they make it disappear from those sketchy data broker sites. And Delete Me doesn't stop. They constantly monitor the web to keep your information off those lists. It's like having a privacy watchdog that never sleeps. You need to take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me. They're giving a special discount for all Success Story podcast listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash success and use promo code success at checkout. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash success and enter code success at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash success. Hey everyone, I just want to take a second and thank the sponsor of today's episode, Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond Bourbon. Now I don't have a lot of liquor sponsors on this show. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is actually one of my favorites. I've drank it for a few years now and this is why we actually decided to work together. Heaven Hill Distillery, family owned since 1935, is a great entrepreneur story too. So there's five brothers, they filled their first whiskey barrels back in 1935 and their legacy still lives on today. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is aged over seven years. That's three more than required by the Bottled and Bond Act of 1897. This means the best quality, the best purity, and the best consistency. This is not just average bourbon. It's the winner of the double gold medals at multiple 2023 World Spirits competitions, and they've won the very prestigious Triple Still Award. It's a very big deal in the liquor and bourbon world. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond boasts an exceptionally smooth oak flavor, while its aroma offers a sweet blend of caramel and smooth vanilla. If you love bourbon, you need to try Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond. Available nationally, look for a bottle at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Think back to your last few days in the office. Did any of them leave you feeling really accomplished? Not the kind of day where you're running around like crazy, but where you've made real progress on something that matters. Because being busy doesn't always mean being productive. And I bet you we've all been there. And maybe it's time to rethink what it means to get things done. Today's episode is sponsored by Belay, and what they help you do is, instead of getting sucked into emails and to-do lists, they help you delegate tasks and focus on big goals. They can connect you with top-notch U.S.-based talent who are ready to take on those time-consuming tasks that bog you down. Let's be real. There are way more important things you could be doing than bookkeeping or wrangling a packed inbox. They have virtual assistants to handle all of those pesky administrative tasks or accounting professionals to take care of all your financials. But here's the best part. You don't have to waste weeks searching for the right person. Belay's personalized matching service works quickly, sometimes matching you with the right talent to take stuff off your plate in under a week. Are you ready to try a different way of working? Check out Belay's list of the top 25 things you can delegate to a virtual assistant. It might just change your business and your life. Text SUCCESS, that's S-U-C-C-E-S-S, to 55123 to get the list and to start transforming your to-do list with Belay. 